you. I am Michelle Gifford. Hey, I'm Sarah Allred. We are the girls behind Women With Fire, and we specialize in building influencers. Welcome to the podcast. Listen as we chat with influential women who feel guided by the divine to build empires of truth at home, in business, and abroad. The goal here is to empower you to grow your influence everywhere. Join the nation of women who get things done at thewomenwithfire.com. Welcome back to season four of the Women With Fire. This is Sarah Allred. I'm really, really excited to be here and I have a surprise for you. Guest <laughs> number one. Oh, Michelle, you gave it away. You chuckled. <laughs> Her iconic laugh. So really our first guest for season four is the Women With Fire's very own Michelle Gifford. Now, before she says anything, I have to put a disclaimer out there. We have been asked dozens and dozens of times uh, from you, our listeners, we're totally spoiled that way, that you want to know more about our stories. And so we're like, hey, let's throw a little bun into season four as we launch. And I'm really excited to have the wonderful Michelle Gifford with us today from the Women With Fire Hi, thank you so much for having me, Sarah. This is funny. Are you this nervous? Great. <laughs> I'm super nervous. You're super scary to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> That's the job. That's the job. Well, I can I can like introduce you by saying, yeah, you're from the Women with Fire and we're super excited that you're part of that team. But the reality is is you've got a bunch of other handles too. You run I am Michelle Gifford, you're an MLM consultant, dun dun dun, which we'll talk about <laughs> later. <laughs> <laughs> and you're also the creator of a nonprofit Beauty Revived, correct? What am I missing here? Um, I'm a mom. I'm a cool mom to five kids. What else? I don't know. Just living the life, Sarah. I'm just living the life. So you live in Southern <laughs> California. Live in Southern California, yep. Your, your words just split and it was traumatic. So you're <laughs> like the everyday woman, right? Seriously, traumatic. The words split. <laughs> Anyone who's been through one is like feeling it. They're totally yeah, feeling you know what it. I'm about. <laughs> well, All my friends. It's great. No, it's great. Well, I'm I'm personally excited to be here because I feel like you have a ton to offer. So I'm gonna dive right in there and I'm spoiled because I know a lot of it. And so I'm just gonna dig into the really, really good stuff. Now, I know that you started your business bug on Etsy by doing hats and by doing girls' dresses and everything like that. I wanna move just slightly past that in a more philosophical way. Why, why, why did you even choose to do anything? I mean, I'm looking, you got five kids. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, why the business bug? Has it always been there? I know it started on Etsy and it's gotten much bigger than that. But like, why is this you? Well, Sarah, the reason why you want to talk to me is because you've been with me through a whole lot of this whole process. <laughs> and I mean, I always go back to when Sarah and I, we were at a photography conference together and we didn't really know each other, like hardly at all. I mean, we knew of each other, but we didn't really know. Connected but we through were, photography like, for sure, but not yeah. like... Like we'd only talked a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. So we ended up at this photography conference and Sarah and I went to the Olive Garden in Salt Lake and we were sitting across from each other and we both were like, why are we like this? <laughs> because like, why are we like this? Why do we have this 
because we were both, our husbands were both in medical school. We were having babies and we still like had this drive, this passion to do something else. And on the outside, it looks completely crazy. And, but on like, if you're in my day to day, you know, Sarah knows that my mind does not stop and being creative is what completely saved me because if you've been through medical school, like your husband's been through medical school or, or I mean, I'm sure a lot of women can relate to this, that there are times when your husband's gone a lot and when your husband's in school and residency and you're having these babies and, and you're with little kids all the time, it's a precious stage of life, but it's also super hard. And the challenges are different than when your kids are growing up. And like now I have a 12 year old and my challenges are completely different than when I was home alone with my kids all the time. And so like my Etsy shop and what turned into my photography business completely saved me, completely. So what would you say to many of our listeners who are sitting there nodding their their headphones, they are nodding their heads listening <laughs> to you saying, I'm there. Like uh, many, many women, especially women who um, have, who are involved in religious organizations are alone a lot. Okay, that's just the reality. God uses great men and women. And I, I often joke that like, if you marry a good guy, it means you're never going to see him until the next <laughs> life, <laughs> which we chuckle about. And I know you married very well with Robbie, but tell me this, what would you say to the girl who does have kids at home and whose husband is in a really demanding situation, regardless of what it may be? And maybe they're a single mom, maybe they're a recently divorced mom, who knows um, where they are, but they're, they're feeling like lost and they're wanting to be saved that way. Where do they where do they start? Well, I think the first place is, I want you to start with this. And it's my message to you is it's not selfish for you to want to grow and be better. It's not selfish to want to learn something new. It's not selfish of you to pursue something. Because I'll tell you right now that if I would have squashed that spark in me that was like, I need to learn photography. I need to sew. I need to like just grow a business. If I would have squashed that, I would have been depressed. I really would have. And I know that it's my work that kept me going. And so first, I want you to know that it's not selfish. It's actually a way that you can keep yourself whole. And Sarah and I talk a lot about this with like um, real self-care helps you grow and gain confidence as a person. And so I, my businesses have been my form of self-care. So that's number one. And then number Two is, let me just tell you, I have tried almost everything. <laughs> Before Etsy, I like learned how to bake cakes and do wedding cakes. I realized that really wasn't for me. Like it was, it just wasn't for me. And then like my Etsy thing evolved. So I think the second thing is I want you to start. Figure out something that you love and, or even like, even there's like an interest in and just try it. And you know, that meant I invested a lot of time in, um, learning how to do cakes. Like I went to classes, I had a mentor who taught me how to do cakes. And then, you know, what? I found out it wasn't for me, but can I bake a killer birthday cake for my five-year-old? Yes, I can. You know? And so no, nothing that you learn right now is ever wasted. So that's my second thing of advice is don't feel guilt. And then to just start somewhere. I, I love that. And I think that there is so much fear associated with starting and I'm going to throw it right back on you. Why, why are we so scared as women to start? 
Why? Um, I think they're maybe scared to start because um, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. Like if I go learn to bake these cakes, if I put my time and energy into this, then it has to produce like this, these huge rewards. And they don't. Honestly, I don't think, I think that that's part of it. And I think we are also labeling failure as like, it's, we're doing it all wrong. Right? Because if you look back and you're like, well, that was a business failure because Michelle is not a professional baker. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess I failed. But if you look at it a little bit differently is I'm gaining experience. So one of the mind shifts that I've had recently is instead of labeling things as like failures or huge successes or whatever, is that is that I'm just gathering information. So like when I am like having interactions with people, like with my new calling, because I have a new calling and that kind of stuff. And instead of being like, why'd they say that to me? Or, you know, why are they reacting like this? Is that I'm just gaining in information so that I can like really uh, conduct my life a little bit better. And so instead of labeling ourselves as failures or labeling our efforts as failures, like what are we doing? We're gaining information and that is hugely valuable. I, I love that because like you said, it's the mind shift and the mind shift can take care of the fear. It can take care of the guilt. It can take care of all that, everything that gets in the way of us starting to do something really great. And the reality is you never would think that by um, starting an Etsy shop or by learning to bake cakes, you would eventually become a podcaster and a nonprofit owner and a business coach. Like it's not even connected. Like how have <laughs> it's not, and I know how it's connected because I know the whole wonderful story. But I want to dive a little bit into your nonprofit beauty revived. Like that's pretty gutsy. I mean, you say you have a nonprofit and it's like, yeah, you're a big deal. And I know you're a big deal. <laughs> I hang out with you a lot. But it's like, how did this even happen? Was this a God given thing? Was this a, a, a fear filled thing that you just did anyway? Why did this happen? Um, there are a few times in my life I can pinpoint like experiences where I know without doubt I'm supposed to do something like without doubt and when you know that and then you take a little bit of action and then you're rewarded with um with reassurance peace that you're doing what's right and this is with beauty revived exactly what's happened and I actually just I mean Sarah and I at this time we're talking a lot about photography back and forth when with fire was not even in the picture. I think we are going on five years since Beauty Revive was started, which is a little bit nuts. Um, but I just knew that I needed to do something more with my photography. That was it. And I just moved to California from Arizona and I had four kids and I was like, okay, like that feeling of like, I just need to do more with my photography kept coming. And then finally I wised up and got on my knees. <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> Took a little bit longer. Anyway, and I got down on my knees. I was like, Heavenly Father, I'm feeling this way. Like, I need to do something more. I don't know what this means. I have all this other stuff going on. But if there's something I need to do, you need to show me what it is and how to do it. And so that was my prayer before I went to bed. And then I woke up that morning and I just knew. I just knew. I'd been in Young, Women, young Women's Program for 10 years. So that means I was teaching young women a lot. And then I was a high school senior photographer and I knew that with young women especially, they are being attacked and they're being attacked physically. They're being attacked and being told that how they look is not enough and because of that, they are not enough. And I know sometimes like 
if you think of a picture and I'm just taking pictures, that's all a photographer is, but I knew that there's a lot of power in photography. I knew that it shows, it shows seniors as, is who are like who I was photographing. It shows them how I see them, right? It puts them in the most beautiful light and that gives them confidence. And, and it also helps tell a story. It tells their story. And so, um, I decided I was going to do a local campaign in my high school where other, other students could, um, nominate other students who were doing good, who were lights in their school, who were giving back in some way. And so I just started in my high school and we, we did that. The girl, we did a photo session. I chose four girls. I told their story and we did a movie and all this stuff. And we came back and showed them the movie and showed them the pictures, told them what their peers were telling about them. And it completely changed them. Like I, they're, they're crying, their moms are crying and, and I knew it couldn't stop there. And so I, um, I started emailing other photographers and said, Hey, we should do this. We're going to do the 50. Okay, I gotta, I gotta cut you off. I'm holding my hand up to the screen to tell her to stop. Like, she just bypassed a really critical point in this story. Like, Michelle, come on. She said, I started emailing these photographers. Now, I'm gonna say this out of total love. You, you were not a known name on the national stage. As I was a nobody. As... I was a nobody. <laughs> I really was. So when you say I emailed all these photographers and you're you're doing like was it the fifty states? I can't remember what you were doing. Um, I fifty. I started with the thirty beautiful uh, Utah's thirty beautiful women, and then I was like, we did that, and then I was like, we're gonna do um, fifty beautiful high school seniors. Okay. That's where like that's where it really was like a big deal because I started. I really did like I emailed the best in the stinking senior photography business <laughs> like like household names for photographers <laughs> anyway and I remember well because I've talked about this before I've talked about like my failed senior prop shop experience where I was like I was gonna I'm gonna set up a business where I only sell senior photography props okay it completely failed like I did not get any sales but it did make a friend with um, Vicki Black, who is the um, Senior Style Guide's founder, and she's amazing. Anyway, and so that failure, remember I'm labeling it a failure, but it's actually a huge step in my success, connected me with um, Vicki Black. Okay, so before I was connected with Vicki Black, I was like emailing all these photographers, and I just was like, Heavenly Father, I know this is what I'm supposed to do. You told me this is what I'm supposed to do, and but I mean, I've done what I could, I've emailed, I've researched, and I was like, it's in your, it's you, man. <laughs> it's all on you. And that next morning I woke up to an email from Christina Ramirez, who is one of the leading photographers. And she says, I'm in, and here are names of 10 photographers who I know will be there with with me. And then Vicki Black from the failure before, she was like, you know what? I'm going to let you use my senior style guide magazine. And we're going to publish this magazine for you. Like probably the most circulated Senior, senior photography magazine out there period period huge so huge. let's let's take a small break and realize <laughs> this was her guide <laughs> seriously thank you vicky because she like let me publish in there and then um we did a couple other campaigns and she's like michelle why the heck are you not publishing your own magazine i was like because i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> and um she's like don't worry i'm there to help you and then she really is the thing that pushed me on. We did a fundraiser at her next um, conference and we raised like, oh, how much money was it? It was like $11,000 for scholarships or something. 
and for my seniors. And I don't know, it's just been amazing because I can, I can look back and yes, I, I mean, I put in a lot of time, but I do know that God wanted me to do this. I had a willing heart and an able body <laughs> and he opened the doors, you know, and he made it happen. And there were a lot of hard things along the way. Obviously when you look back, it's in, it's like, it's prettier than <laughs> it's a prettier picture than when you're going through the process. But despite the ups and downs, it like God was there. So what did you learn from hearing big, big names say yes? What did you learn through that experience? <laughs> um, I've been able to meet these big names in person. And I have, I have found that these big names are like you. And they're like me. You know, they're very normal, good people. And, and I've also found that the people who my message resonated with we're going to say yes. And there are people who said no. And it's because it's because we weren't, you know, they weren't my audience. They were not the people I needed to find. And, and I think that's an important part to know that there's going to be no's. And the reason it's okay is because they're not the people who should be with you. That's such an awesome message in business and in life that like, like truth resonates regardless, but you also kind of find your people and that you, you can't always be the perfect person for everyone out there as a photographer, as a Instagram person, you know, as a, a school board person, whatever it may be, like you just may not resonate with every, everyone, um, but there will be people that God places in your path that say yes. Like I really, I think that's a really important, awesome principle that I just watched in awe, watching you do these incredible, incredible things. Now, I do know that you are someone who takes your faith very seriously and that you're regular. I mean, you're the one that keeps the ship running in a lot of ways. That way you're so good about going to your knees and, and all those kinds of things. Um, how do you feel about being labeled a working mom? <laughs> Okay, I got to put it out there because I'm the blunt one, right? I mean, that's my gift. You are the blunt one. <laughs> but you've, <laughs> you've got a really, you've talked to me about, we have talked about this a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot about how we message quests and how we talk to women about their quests um, with some of the challenges that women that have kids and commitments and, and faith and, and those kind of social norms. Like, what is your message? How do you feel? Um, well, I feel a lot of things about this because I remember, and it wasn't that long ago, I was talking to my sister and she was like, you know, you're kind of um, like you've worked the whole time you've been a mom. And it's true because before I had, I was pregnant when I moved to Arizona with my first and that's when I went and started learning about cakes. And then I started my Etsy shop right when he was born about. And, um, and I was like, well, I, yeah, I guess that's true. You know, I guess that technically is true. Like if you went back, I, I always had something and my something was always a business. But seeing um, how you're talking about it, even you're hesitating. You're going, I, I am because I, I would never say true. <laughs> I guess that's true. Right. I guess that's true. I always right. had something and I was always making a little bit of money, but I never, one of the things that I love so much and I will shout this all the time is living in this day and age means that I can be home. Like i I've been home with my kids. Does that mean that I didn't go on photo shoots sometimes? No. But like, I just think that we put a lot of pressure on these labels that we're giving ourselves. And when you tell me I'm a working mom, it kind of hurts my feelings, which it shouldn't. I know, but you know, but that, that insinuates that 
I'm choosing something over my kids. And that is the message that it carries when people that's say the that. message. And I mean, like my sister was very prayerful and she is a lawyer. And when her husband was in medical school, like there were, was a time when she worked for a couple days a week. And so, yes, she was a working mom, you know, but, and then I, my sister now she's my other sister. She works at the school like once or twice, twice a week teaching music. And I mean, I'm like, I guess she's a working mom, but I just think when we say working mom, it, it kind of makes me bristle because aren't we all working moms? <laughs> you know, interesting. And, Keep going. Right? Like whatever you're, whatever you're doing, whether you're helping out at the school or, you know, you, I feel so passionate that all we have to do is ah, sister Julie Beck says, we need to be brilliant at the basics. Brilliant at the basics. That's her. That's the quote. I was reading her talk. Anyway, I was like, oh my gosh, if we could just be brilliant at the basics and then the rest rely on our own revelation, then we're okay, right? Because I will tell you, I will stand up. There's no one that could tell me that the women with fire, beauty revived, and even, <laughs> even my mascara stuff, I have been completely, completely inspired to do it. I can tell you the moment, I can tell you the feelings, I can tell you the talks I was listening to. And because I know that, because I know that this is what God wants me to do, then it helps me put into perspective what other people say about me. Right? Because it doesn't matter. Because only you can receive revelation for your motherhood. Only you. No one else gets that right. No one. And so yeah, people are, there's probably people judging me and I know I felt it and I, you know, there've been comments and, and whatever, but I have to go back to that. Like I have to go back to, Oh, my mom is the best. She says that like, cause all of us took piano for a lot of years and while I can play the hymns and I can, you know, I can do, I do pretty okay, you know, but I'm not the one that you're, you know, calling up to play. And she's like, you know what? I always said that you guys weren't like super awesome at piano because you were meant to do something else, you know? And I think that, why am I telling you that? I just think, <laughs> I just think that sometimes we put so much pressure on ourselves when we just have to take a step back and, and realize that God, this is why I'm telling you that is that God is giving us gifts and sometimes he give us, gives us lacks, lack of gifts for reasons too. So it points us in other direction. And I just think that, if we are letting other people tell us who we should be instead of God, then that's where the problem, that's when we start feeling not enough. That you're going to change a lot of hearts with that. <laughs> that. I think that weighs really, really heavily on women who feel called to do things and, and have some barriers there. It doesn't mean that Sarah and I have not had a lot of discussions about this. It does not mean that I haven't felt guilt. It does not mean that I have every single moment of the day felt confident. I mean, sometimes, I mean, if you are ever boxing me or if you've ever someone who calls me, you know, I will call you periodically and say, what in the heck am I doing? <laughs> sure. You know? This is a but constant like, assessment. So I think, and that's okay. Like we talk about this, that guilt's okay if we're using it productively. If I can, if I'm using that guilt to say, am I okay? Am I doing what I should? Am I following the spirit? Then, 
then that that's when guilt's okay. But when it, we use guilt to stop us and hold us back, then that's when that's when guilt's not okay. That's when it's the adversary. That's when we're allowing it to get and hurt our spirit. I I love that idea because it it makes me realize like is sometimes those feelings of heaviness and uncertainty if if it causes us to approach heavenly father what a great thing if yeah. it causes us to constantly reassess i know moms i'm looking at my neighbor across the street i know moms who have challenging kids who i know i mean she's she's not of my particular faith but man she's a prayer yeah. and and that woman has talked to me more about god's divine role in her mothering of the reason I got this kid is so that I would constantly need to talk to deity. I mean, that was her thing. And I just think that is a great thing that that is purpose. That's that's what we're here for. So I really, I really, really love that comment. So you put a little teaser in here about all of your experiences. And you and I are very different in many, many ways. And that's what makes our partnership rock. We'll Seriously. Do a whole podcast about that one day. <laughs> Woo! Okay, we've got stories. I need you, Sarah. I need you. <laughs> That's the bottom line of what we learned. But one of the things that you are really good at is you are fearless in trying things in a new way. You you are constantly soaking in business books and business podcasts and advice and inspiration and all this kind of stuff. But the reality is you can take all of it and then you can say wait, what about this way? What if I try it this way? And the grand example of that is your MLM. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, if, if you as a listener don't know what an MLM is, I want you to think of a company such as like Pampered Chef and LuLaRoe and um, LipSense and Mary Kay and Mascara. These are all companies that are considered an MLM um, in which you can sign up to be a consultant and you sell product. Okay, I mean, long story short, you can have a team, you can be a recruiter, whatever. But that's kind of what an MLM is. And the reality is, and do not turn off this podcast because we're just speaking <laughs> truth here. They get a bad rap. They get a bad rap. And so I get this call at like almost midnight from lovely Michelle Gifford. And she goes, I think I'm going to join an MLM. <laughs> Long story short, because I want her to tell this, is she joined it. She joined mascara, but you were determined to do it a different way. And I want you to tell us about it. What was your goal with joining mascara? Well, so first of all, let me just tell you that I need to get over this whole MLM thing. But I like went to a mascara conference last week and I was typing up some like blog post ideas in between stuff anyway. And I was like seven things I learned from going to an MLM conference. And I like stopped, I like stopped typing and I was like, Oh man, I am at an MLM conference. <laughs> so I still haven't accepted it yet. I'm going to, because I'm going to own this experience, but yes. So I was listening to Kirsten Tyrell, who is the podcaster um, for marvelous moms club. And she started talking about an MLM. Now, I really, really respect Kirsten as a business owner. Like, she's super genius business-wise. And so when she talked, started talking about mascara and that it was opening up at, for de direct distributing, I was like, ah, darn it. I just knew I had to join. <laughs> and so uh, I was like, oh, man. But, like, there are really times when I'm like, oh, I have to do this. Like, there is, I'm supposed to do this. 
And so I joined and I really did for the first like month. I, well, I sat on it for a couple months because I was like, how am I going to do this? I tried to make, I was like, maybe I have to teach makeup. And I'm just going to tell you that that's not my strong suit. Teaching makeup is not my strong suit. So then, um, and you, you really, when you, when you joined, you, knew that you had to do it differently even though you didn't know how you were totally committed like what were some of the things that you were determined I'm not going to do this 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 or this and then you were brilliant and turned it into an experiment (laughs) yeah so I was like I will never have a party I never want to recruit my friends I never want to be the Facebook girl who's like bugging you about Facebook parties and all that kind of stuff like I knew that I because here's the thing the, the MLMs as a whole like there's it's actually a really great cool business model. Like if you break it down, like there's some really cool things that I've learned um, from MLM. And, but there are some kind of slimy things. Like I was looking and I had been invited and put into 45 Facebook groups. I never said yes to that feels wrong. That feel wrong. (laughs) feels wrong. And so I knew that I didn't want to do it that way. And so I decided to do an experiment. Um, and I call it the mascara experiment where to see if I could run a successful mascara business, MLM business, with only online business principles. So email list, Google, SEO, Pinterest, could I run a business this way? And so I asked my sister-in-law, Joellen, who is genius at the beauty basics. She is everything, she like is everything I need. (laughs) And so, and as you can see, I usually try to partner myself with people who are the best. And Sarah is the best and Joellen is the best. And so um, we partnered together and we have set it up that way. So we, for the last year and a half, have been doing it since, yeah, for a year and a half. And we just walked across the stage a week ago at this mascara conference as one of the top mascara people, um, top enrollers. So, and I never ask people if they want to join. So they find us um, organically online, which is what we really wanted to test out to see if it would work. And, um, and it works and I but the cool thing about it is I got to meet the ladies on my team last week and and that's what it's about you know like I I sometimes I'm like why was I supposed to do this and it's because there's a lot of women out there who don't know how to do this business the right way you know and they're not finding success but now there's an there's another way there's another way and I've and I really feel really thankful and blessed that one I listened but more than that that I was given a prompting to do it. Even though it was yucky and I still like, I still like, oh, I'm part of an MLM, but I'm going to be better. I'm going to accept it. (laughs) I loved your bravery with the whole situation. I just thought, okay, like (laughs) we'll still be friends if that's what you want to know, you know, kind of a thing. But, but I do love, I do love your brilliance behind it and your guts to just try something differently. I mean, you were willing to take the risk. And now a small break. A word from those who make this podcast possible. This podcast is powered by Entreport. Entreport is our number one business tool. It literally does it all. Email marketing, sales funnels, automation, and it basically keeps your business running even when you're sleeping. Not only is Entreport the backbone of our businesses, but you can design a full-blown website using their customizable landing pages. It is the one-stop powerhouse shop 
where we keep our email lists, growth, marketing goals, and businesses at their very best. Check out the show notes or jump on thewomenwithfire.com slash entreport to get started. And now back to the Women With Fire podcast. Do you ever think maybe on a deeper level, why why were you supposed to do it? I mean, I know you've helped your team a lot. What have you learned about yourself or what have you brought to the table for others? Or like, what has the experience kind of taught you? Um, Well, I've already always, like when I was thinking about building a business, because if I bring anything to the table, it's that I know how to start a business. (laughs) Because Sarah has to tell me to calm down a lot, but I have a lot of ideas. I have a lot of ideas. And so um, one of the great things that it allowed me to do is to test my theory. Because I think that there are five basic principles that any business owner needs to, like, whoever wants to be online, they need to start with these five and get their foundation. And then they can choose like where to focus. Like one of those is social media. You need to have a solid plan for that. But maybe that's not your game plan. Like with mascara, that hasn't been our solid game plan. Like we don't do much on social media. Ours is all email marketing, which is another pillar. And SEO and having a blog, that's another pillar. And so so what it's allowed me to do is to test this, is to see if if this will work, if I start from scratch, which what we did, we don't have a huge, like, it's not like I have a million followers, because that's the thing, is you, there's a lot of people who are finding huge success, but they already have, like, 65,000 followers on Instagram, and that's not us, and we're not even selling to our social media people, and so this was actually, like, starting from scratch, can we build this business, and so, for me, that's, like, business-wise, what it's taught me, um, spiritually, what it's taught me is just reaffirming to me that God can see more for me than I can, right? And even, like, he cares about me joining an MLM. Is that ridiculous? But he does, you know, because he can see my gifts, my talents, and also my weaknesses where I need to be better and where I feel, like, a little bit humbled a lot, you know? And and he will place you in situations where he can use your talents and then help them grow. And so that's really like with the women was fire because that was a huge spiritual prompting. And I knew that I needed Sarah because of all she brings to the table and like having that solid knowledge that God's right there with you and he cares about everything and he cares about you and he cares about what you care about. And then that gives you a lot of confidence. And I think that (laughs) maybe an MLM joining an MLM has really, allowed me like just to reaffirm that that is true. I've seen that in you. I've seen the confidence factor in you taking this really obscure, crazy idea and saying, (laughs) look, this doesn't settle right with me to ask my friends. This doesn't settle right with me. Like for you to have that kind of courage and just say, but I, I felt like this was okay. And I'm really convinced I can make it work. And just the stuff you bring to the table now because of your experience in that realm has been so hugely valuable. So I love, I love that through all these experiences, through Beauty Revived and through your Etsy shop and through um, MLMs and all this stuff, like he's just really completing you in so many ways, just constantly adding to your abilities and your influence and all those kinds of things. So I guess the next big question is what is next? 
Like, what's your next <laughs> big idea? Um, well, can it be our next big idea, Sarah? Oh, should we share? Can, can we I talk about that? <laughs> I guess it would be appropriate. <laughs> Is that what you're insinuating? I don't know. So how about I tease don't... it this way? I'll just say, <laughs> so what What if you're the person that's sitting there and you're saying, well, I, I, I have an idea and I need a Vicky Black. You know, I, I need someone there who can can somehow give me a leg up and give me some ideas. And obviously the person you want is Michelle, right? So how do you get connected with Michelle <laughs> to make this happen? Well, we've got big news. Something big just news. opened today. Welcome to your quest. <laughs> hey, you guys. Okay, so we are so excited because here's what this summer we had a meetup and we met you. We hugged Ah, we hugged 22 of you and it made us like, uh, we just are so excited. We love, and we sat around the dinner table and we heard what your quests were and guess what? None of them were the same. None of them. Um, and that's the best part. We had some who were selling hats. We had some who are taking autism head on. And then we have some who is like, I just need to be a better mom, you know? And we love that because that is what we want to get across is that we don't care what your quest is. I mean, we care what your quest is, but you are the one that needs to receive revelation for that. And then we want to be there to help you, to guide you and be there along the way. So we are opening up, we're opening up some really awesome mentoring group mentoring with us, with me, with Sarah, because we keep getting emails and messages asking how you can work with us and how we can be your guides because we want to be your guides. We love it. We loved being your guides on this podcast and um, we want to have a special place so that we can really uh, respect people's time because this is, well, I've got to cut you off because this is a big deal. (laughs) Like this has been a year in the making. We have known that somehow we wanted to better connect um, with listeners and with people who feel called, who would sit across from us at Olive Garden and say, why am I like this? Like, those are the people that we're looking for. So if you're if you're sitting here and you're feeling like, look, I've got this idea, but the reality is I've got kids and I can't waste time or I need I need to somehow feel understood and not judge that this is something I want to pursue. And and in reality, you're totally stuck because you have no idea what like the next technical step is. Like you're just like, well, yeah, I I want to sell hats. Like, and that's all I know. Ha, we've got you covered. (laughs) We've got you covered. Like we are bringing our decades of business experience to the table for monthly mentoring and it opens today and it only runs for two weeks, meaning registration is only open for two weeks and then it shuts down for a while. So if you want to work with us, now's the time, right? Yeah, because we we understand. Like we have been there when we're not confident. We we know how it feels to not know the stuff, to get the stuff done. And we know like we just know how it feels to not know what the next step is and to feel the fear and the guilt and to have no support because, oh my goodness, I wish Sarah and I would have been connected when I first started Etsy, you know, like when I could have someone there who got it, who knew that like my first priorities were in the home, but I just had this burning desire to do something else. And, and the feeling that God is calling you to do something. So know that we've been there. We've got the kids. We have spent the time. We have Googled the heck out of this thing. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I think that the bottom line too is that we simply get that as a woman of faith and as a woman of family and as a woman who is on a quest that it has to be done differently. Completely differently. I told Greg, I chuckled at Greg. I said, yeah, if I could work nine to five, I'd be a millionaire. Like what the Seriously. heck? Seriously. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, we could bring that to the table, but it has to be done differently. And there is such, there's such confidence and energy that comes with being around women that are just like you that know that things have to be done differently. And that's our specialty. That's our specialty. So it opens today. Go to thewomenwithfire.com slash say yes. There are two Y's in there. S-A-Y-Y-E-S. Thewomenwithfire.com slash say yes and sign up for a mentoring. So Michelle, I'm so glad you were our first guest. This was so refreshing. <laughs> now people know what a big deal you are, even more than they did before. Oh, totally. I'm a big deal. <laughs> You're amazing. Just ask my MLM friend. <laughs> hey, if you've walked across the stage and won, then that's the sign of success, right? Totally. Right? Totally. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your awesome stories with being open with us and more importantly, with your confidence and sharing with us that like the most important thing is that we can learn to be masters at the basics and then going to Heavenly Father for more, um, for more revelation. That's going to like really ring true with me as I prepare for other projects along the way. So you're the best. And thank you so much for joining us on the Women With Fire. Hey, thanks for listening to the Women With Fire podcast. Your support means a lot to us. In fact, your support is what makes this podcast possible. If you want to connect more with the guests we've had on our podcast and connect more with Sarah and Michelle, the creators of the Women With Fire podcast, find us on Instagram at The Women With Fire or find us in our Facebook group. Simply search Women With Fire and join the group. We'll see you there.